This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. So Lamar Jackson went to Twitter recently and penned a letter to his fans. It was very poopy. <laughs> we were just talking about Ted Lasso off the air before we started this episode. If you haven't been watching Ted Lasso, catch up. It's it's it's, a, it's an incredible show. I'll tell you show. this: it's not poopy. It's one of the most it's heartwarming shows you'll ever watch. But Lamar, apologies for my horrific British accent. Yeah, that was by terrible. the way, uh, I'm trying to move past it as fast as okay. I can here to get to the Lamar Jackson talk that I was planning on talking about. Um, apparently. He requested a trade with the Baltimore Way Ravens. Way back when. March 2nd. Three weeks ago. Yeah, and March 7th. Almost, almost a month just ago. Just to, you know, reestablish the timeline for you, March 7th was when the Ravens placed the tag on him, mm-hmm. the transitional tag that, you know, of course, he, they have a chance to match whatever offer a team sends him. And if he accepts an offer from another team and they don't match, they get draft picks in compensation for him. So before that was placed on him, Lamar requested a trade from the Ravens organization and that makes a lot of sense if I'm the Ravens. Guy requests a trade. Well, there's this really fancy tag that we have sitting in mm-hmm. our back pocket that we can put on him and really protect us from all angles. We right. can get draft picks for him. We can negotiate a, a contract him. with yeah. him if we want to still. We can have other teams negotiate for us and then swoop in at the end and say, yep, we'll match, and then he plays for the Ravens. So I like the uh, the timeline to me makes a lot of sense with what the Ravens did. Sure. Speaking of timing, it was also really funny to me that Lamar tweeted these things out yesterday, mere minutes I before mere John Harbaugh sat down for his session with the media, national and Baltimore media, to talk about the Ravens at the owners' meeting. So mere seconds, maybe, before Coach Harbaugh speaks about the situation, Lamar jumps to Twitter to make his side of the story known. Uh, about and and I don't think that there's conflicting things there. Like I don't think Harbaugh said things that Lamar completely disputed right. minutes beforehand on Twitter. Um, and I don't know Harbaugh said that there's no bad blood between him and, and Lamar. I don't know if Lamar feels that exact same way. I but mean, even, I don't think Lamar blames Harbaugh as much as the front office for this. Even after Harbaugh was informed of the tweets, Harbaugh still went on the offensive to say. I still love Lamar. Like, this offense is built around for Lamar. And they asked I plan them, on playing with yes, Lamar this year. they asked him, who do you, do you think he'll be your week one starter? And he flat out said, yes. I think he's going to, that's what my plan is right now, It is for Lamar to be a Raven this year. Um, when he made the trade, or when he was explaining why he made the request of the trade, he said that uh, the Ravens organization have not been interested in meeting my value Uh, Any and everyone that has met me or been around me know I love the game of football and my dream is to help a team win the Super Bowl. You all are great, but I had to make a business decision that was best for my family and I. No matter how far I go or where my career takes me, I'll continue to be close to my fans of Baltimore Flock Nation and the entire state of Maryland. You'll see me again. First of all, Baltimore Flock Nation, terrible name. Steeler Nation, way better. Come on, <laughs> way better name. What does that even mean? like? Baltimore Flock, Flock Nation, Flock the wings. I don't know. Terrible name. Flap. I've, Just I've, call yourself Raven Nation. The don't try to Ravens be, Flock. Don't try to be too too crazy. Um, but with him saying that the Ravens have not been interested in meeting his value, hmm. that's a real tricky one because. We've never seen this kind of unicorn before. Right. What, and I think where do you put a value on that kind of guy? That's been at the very beginning guy. of all of yeah. this. Even like three years ago, 
when he won the MVP and you knew eventually you're going to have to pay this guy down the road. Everybody was saying, what do you do? Because he is a top five running back and a top 10 quarterback, mm-hmm. top five quarterback sometimes. So how do you compensate a guy like that? It's like Le'Veon Bell all over again, but to the 10th <laughs> degree because it's the quarterback. It's a position. quarterback, right. Lev Bell was all about, I'm not just a running back. I'm a top 10 wide receiver, too. Why am I running back? Why am I getting paid as just a running back when I do just as much in the passing game for you guys? Well, that's what Lamar's saying. Why am I, you know, being pigeonholed into this quarterback spot when I'm not just a quarterback? I'm also your team's best running back. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, the the 50 million that you, or the 45 million that you have to pay a quarterback plus the 10 million that you have to pay a running back, that should all be coming to me. I'm carrying this entire workload. But at the same time, and to kind of look at things from the Ravens side of things, you can use how unique this is to your advantage as well and say, we've never seen a quarterback like you. We don't know what the track record right. is. Mm-hmm. How many more years do you have at this level? Are you going to get hurt a lot more? Are the injuries behind you? Can you play 10 years and still be mobile and still use your feet as a weapon? We don't know because mm. you've never been here before. Right. Like, right, right, Mike right. Vick, sure. His career, we all know, famously cut short for off-the-field stuff. But, like, we've never seen a complete playing out of your career for the player of your caliber. Right. We can't afford to put a ton of years and a ton of money guaranteed up for you because it's just such an unknown. That's bad business from us. Mm -hmm. Sure, we could take a risk, and maybe the risk pays off, but come on. You don't make billions of dollars and own these teams if you're just making risk after risk. You make yeah. some risk, but they're so, usually calculated risks. And to me, quite honestly, I don't think this is a very smart calculated risk if you were to make it. The track record is he by gets Lamar injured or by, by, the, by the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. gets injured too much to get a Deshaun Watson type of mega deal where everything's guaranteed. So I think the timeline of Lamar's career is also a huge factor, right? Because... First, he goes off and wins MVP the first year that he has a starting job at the beginning of the season, right? Because his rookie year, he comes in midway, does a really good job. They make the playoffs. Does a really good job down the stretch. But then week one of 2018, he comes in and tears the league up, 14-2 and record, runaway MVP of that year. It wasn't until two years later or a couple years. Yeah, 2020 was the first year where you really saw him miss significant time. 2019... Bounced back, had a pretty decent year. Or I'm sorry, it was 2019 that he won the MVP, right? Because he was a rookie in 2018. Yeah, 2019 was MVP. So 2019, he won MVP. 2020, he misses, like, what, a couple of games here and there? That was the COVID year. So it was hard to really keep track of who all is missing time because of COVID-related reasons and who's missing time because of actual football-related injury-related reasons. But then once you enter 2021... Two years after his MVP season, then you start to see these injuries start to build up, right? 2021, he ends the season missing the last like six or seven games of the season. And then does the exact same thing in 2022, misses like the last five games of that season. So in 2019, at the end of that year, you're thinking, how do we pay this guy? Because he's playing two positions at the top of... The, at, at the top of the NFL standards, playing running back and quarterback better than anybody. But then he was still doing that. He was still great at what he did until he got hurt. 
And you know when he's fully healthy and fully capable, he can be that top five quarterback, top five running back hybrid for you. You just don't know when that's going to happen, right, because of all of these injuries. So I think the timeline, too, is just very difficult to work around because after 2018, you thought, okay, we just have to figure out what the market is for a guy like this. Obviously, he's he would probably end up being, at the moment, the highest-paid player in the NFL until someone else got the next contract like you always see every year. But when the injuries started to factor into things, that's when it got, to me, even more so complicated than just figuring out how to pay a guy who can play both quarterback and running back for you super effectively. Because you know what he can do, you just don't know when he's going to be available to do it. Yeah, and do you think he's going to be a Raven? Do you think he's going to end up playing? Like, oh, it's 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 hard for me to ignore John Harbaugh's optimism. And I just it's hard for me to see the teams that would want to trade for him give up all those draft picks, all those first round draft picks to get him. Um, I just don't think that anybody really thinks like the dirty little secret. I think is everybody feels like the Ravens feel. Like, they yeah. think he's got injury problems, they worry about the longevity of his career, and they worry about tying up a bunch of guaranteed money into a guy that, for the past two seasons, saw his team miss the playoffs because he couldn't play and then lose in the first round of the playoffs because he couldn't play down the stretch. So I think that a lot of teams kind of share the same thoughts that the Ravens have, and that's why you haven't seen them really aggressively pursue a former MVP who's still on his prime who became available. These guys just don't come available. Andrew Brandt tweeted this out um, about Lamar uh, earlier this morning. He said, if not traded and not extended, will he show up in, in September or turn his back on roughly $2 million per week this season? He'll probably show up. Wild. Again, that's the power of the franchise tag right. uh, is what Andrew tweeted. Um, that's a lot of money to walk away from. Oh, yeah. And again... People will say, well, Lev Bell walked away from guaranteed money in the franchise tag to sit out. That wasn't quarterback franchise no, tag No, not even close. That was running back franchise tag money. Uh, $2 million per week for Lamar Jackson. Uh, that will be a lot uh, to look at and decide to consciously pass up against, especially when you're as young as he is and haven't really made you know, the buku amount of money that he can mm -hmm. in the NFL. So. I, I don't think that the Ravens are in a spot, kind of like Andrew said, where they, they have to get rid of them. Like, they're they're stuck in this uh, rock-and-a-hard-place scenario. I, I think if they keep him, he might get a disgruntled worker, but mm -hmm. I, I think he's going to show up to work come week one. I think he's going to play this year. That's too much oh, money to turn God. away. He doesn't get the money if he doesn't play. Nope. And, yeah. and we kind of can establish a track record of, well, Look at what happened to Lev Bell. He sat out a year, and look how it affected the rest of his career. Yeah, went belly up. Now, Lev Bell was partying a lot, Miami jet skis and whatnot. Right. Well, well documented. Lamar could spend an entire off season just basically playing football mm -hmm. fourteen hours a day and and keeping in great shape, and maybe is a different outcome. But it's just not good business in your prime of your career to take a year off when you have the potential earning that he has on this mm. franchise tag. So I I think he ends up showing up for Baltimore no matter what. If they don't trade him, if they say, you know what, you're stuck here for at least another season and we'll, re we'll redo this next offseason, I don't see how he can sit out for an entire season, sit out on $2 million a week. 
I, Tom, whether it's between sitting out, playing for the Ravens, or playing for another team, I have no barometer on what's going on with the Lamar Jackson situation at the moment. I don't, I don't know if there's anyone really right now that knows. I, I would assume the easy option of those three to eliminate is sitting out because, like you said, he's losing money. He's losing so much money that it's it's not like running back money like Le'Veon Bell was turning down. This is quarterback money. Even though, you know, you have leagues like Major League Baseball where all that money in those contracts are guaranteed, right? You still don't see on a, on a – those contracts are always like 10, 15-year contracts, right? 12-year contracts. Yes. In football, it's always like, all right, yeah, we'll sign you to like a five- to seven-year deal – and the averages on those per year are astronomically higher than any other in professional American sports. And for him to turn down that deal. So I think the easy option to eliminate, I would assume, is him sitting out. But that would imply that he wouldn't have signed with another team. He would have come back to Baltimore. And I just feel like I'm leading, I'm leading that he leaves Baltimore. It's, it's what he said he wanted. I'm leaning that way as well, and that begs the question of teams that will be interested in his services. I've seen some people wishfully think that maybe the Colts would get into a bidding. I don't want to say war, but would get into the bidding with yeah. the Ravens as far and Lamar Jackson as far as contract is concerned. Uh, I have seen the Jets as well kind of sneak their way yeah, into it. Yeah, how that, about that? See, if I'm Joe Douglas and I'm the Jets GM, which is Joe Douglas, which is what I just said, <laughs> For, for now, about, like, 90% of America who does not know. This Lamar Jackson news is kind of like a gift from the heavens to me because now I can kind of use a little bit of leverage to get things right. moving a little bit with the Packers and with Rodgers saying, because here we are again, you know, two weeks removed now from Rodgers saying he wants to be a Jet and they just need to work out compensation. He ain't a Jet yet, and compensation ain't been worked out. So maybe there's a little, you know, well, Maybe I don't have to go, Roger. Yeah. Maybe I can go Lamar now, Green Bay. Like, I, I don't know if you've heard, but there's another MVP quarterback that's now on the market that I could start kicking the tires on. So maybe that helps the Jets in that uh, avenue. Um, and I, I saw from the owner's meeting, they were talking to Joe Douglas, and he said they were talking about the picks that they have, and he was emphasizing the value that the pick number 13 has and how that's an important pick. Right. And they asked him about that being part of packages for compensation with Rodgers, and he just flat out said, like, yeah, we're, we're still not close as far as that's concerned. So those negotiations are being stalled up a bit. Maybe the Jets start you know, wandering over towards the, uh, the Baltimore side of the street and seeing what they're uh, – well, what Lamar's asking for money-wise uh -huh. and then obviously the compensation-wise for, for uh, the Ravens. But that's a younger quarterback who – if it weren't for the injury problems, you'd think is a much better bet than Aaron Rodgers simply because he's got a lot more runway in front of him in mm -hmm. his career. Um, so Colts, Jets, I think the Falcons, despite saying that they're not interested um, as recently as when the tag was placed on him in early March, I think it'd be stupid for the commanders to not kick the tires on him. And I think that's the big four. I think those are the the four teams that I could really see making a run at him. I think I've seen Seattle show up every once in a while. I don't think Seattle's going to make a push for him. I think Seattle might draft a quarterback, but I think they're going to go Geno for the next couple of years. So if there's going to be teams, 
I would bet it's one of the four that I just mentioned. The Colts, the Jets, the Commies, or, or the Falcons being the, the team that lands the Lamar. Colts, the Jets, the Commies, or the Falcons. And it's weird because the Falcons if I was Lamar, the Falcons and the and the Commies are both the teams that have said, Yeah, we're not we're not interested. We're not really doing that. I still think they are though. The Falcons seem like the fit. Like the Falcons have a pretty decent nucleus and mm. a strong running offense already. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be that hard of a transition to bring Lamar in there. The division's wide open. You would easily ascend over Derek Carr as the the best quarterback in that that South division right. when healthy. You'd probably be the favorite to win the South, and you'd probably be right there with the Detroits and the Minnesotas as the teams that are behind Philly and San Francisco in the right. NFC in that next tier. And for Lamar, you get out of the crowded AFC and you get to go to the NFC where you very well might be the best quarterback in the entire conference. You can make that case with you and Jalen Hurts. So I think that's like the slam dunk. If I was Lamar, if I was Atlanta, I think that'd be just a match made in heaven to me. I think that makes a ton of sense. And and the commies, too, for, for similar reasons, but you're going to a tougher division if you go to the East than the South. I mean, regardless, you're going to the NFC. Yes. If I'm Lamar, that's why I don't get the, the Rodgers thing. Like, I guess you're going to get a lot of money out of New York eventually. But if you're either of those guys, how can you not be so blind to the the how much better the AFC is not just as teams as a whole, but even the quarterbacks alone. There are so many better quarterbacks in the AFC than there are in the NFC. How could you say to yourself, yeah, just stick me right back in. I, I'm going to leave the AFC North. Joe Burrow's got it locked up. Deshaun Watson's there, too, and Kenny Pickett's going to be a good player eventually. Let's move over to, like, the AFC West. See, That's think, a great idea. I think people have, like, like with Rodgers, like they, they have the ego or they're so macho that they're like, I don't run from a fight. I run towards a fight. And it's like, That's why not, don't you just be smart? Like, why don't you just yeah, be smart you don't and have, say, You don't ah. have to be, like, outthinking everybody. Yeah, I don't have to, you know, face off against six gunslingers. Right. I can face off against two and just kind of walk my way through the desert until I feed me. Like, it, you don't have to make life harder on yourself. You can work smarter. And you can make things a little bit easier by going to the NFC. So... Right. This great migration to the AFC is just astounding to me because there's just so much open space in the NFC and you have Jimmy G coming to play for the Raiders in the AFC. I mean, that doesn't move the needle at all because of the division that Jimmy G just walked himself into. He's the third, if not the fourth, depending on a Russell Wilson bounce back year, best quarterback in that division. Uh, Aaron Rodgers goes to the AFC East. He's not the best team in that division, not by a long shot. That's division runs through Buffalo, and I wouldn't even be, you know, comfortable saying that the Jets are for sure better than the Dolphins if Rodgers goes to the AFC East. So it is weird to see these guys kind of running towards the fire instead mm-hmm. of maybe finding a soft landing spot in the NFC. And that's why I, I think that if I was Lamar, those would be the teams that I'd be looking for or, or hoping to to get traded to is is one of those NFC teams where my path can get maybe a little bit easier to get to the playoffs. Uh, but you're right. The optimism from Harbaugh is something to take into consideration here. And the Ravens hold all the cards. They have all the power. They don't have to agree to right. anything. And if a team gives him a crazy offer that they don't want to match, they're going to get three first-round draft picks in return. Uh, you can't really find a spot where this is bad for the Ravens mm-hmm. 
it's just very uncomfortable right now. And of course, they'd rather keep their franchise quarterback than lose him. Yeah, I. But I as far as losing a franchise quarterback goes, this is as pretty damn good as it as it gets. I don't foresee the Ravens saying we're better off without Lamar. Of course, it's not. the team and the this coaches. Year, they might be in the future, a couple years down the road. But this year, for sure, they'd be. The a much team worse has team. given every indication that they would rather play with Lamar, as you said, this year, uh, than without him. And I, I think it's the right move. I mean, clearly, uh, John Harbaugh has given us that indication as well on his own personal level. But there's just, I don't know what Lamar Jackson is looking for, number specific. Because what does he expect to be paid when now he's been in the league for five years and each of the last two he has been unable to finish? So, yeah, I mean, after your MVP season, yeah, obviously you deserve some credit. You deserve some reward for it. But it's been now since that season. It's been now four years, right, since that season has happened. And like I mentioned, in that four-year span, those two years where you didn't finish the season – both came in that four-year span. So even though you have an MVP to your credit, what's more prevalent in people's memories are those missed seasons, not so much that MVP play that you had for when you played, what, sixteen or 15 or 16 games of that season. So I just don't know what he's expecting. Well, I can expect the, NFC or the AFC North to get a little bit easier if he does leave and go elsewhere um, from the Ravens. And... That's something that all Steelers fans should rejoice at mm-hmm. the thought of because I know he hasn't won an MVP yet, but Burrow's an MVP kind of player. Lamar has that MVP in his back pocket, and maybe Deshaun Watson returns to MVP form. You don't know. Uh, I think the potential for that to happen is still there. So that's three really top dog quarterbacks in your division, and you've got kind of the young pup who's still trying to, to find his way in the league in just his second year. If you can get one of those big dogs out of there, if you can get Lamar Jackson out of there and Kenny can comfortably say I'm the third-best quarterback at least heading into 2023, um, I think that's just huge for the Steelers standing in the division. Uh, You already know how tough it's going to be to fight Cincinnati every single year for the next decade-plus with Joe Burrow. Uh, For the Ravens, if Lamar were to stay healthy and stay there to be kind of the same thing, that team just maybe a little bit less than the Bengals, but... Uh, basically assuring you that it's impossible to get to the top of this division. Um, it, it would have just been a very, very tough half decade to decade for the Steelers in their own um, North division. And now there's the potential for a little bit of an out there and maybe a little bit of breathe, not just for the Steelers too, a right. little bit of breathing room for the Bengals and the Browns as well to kind of be like, okay, whew. We had one of the best divisions in football last year. We always pretty much have one of the best divisions in football. A team looks like they might be taking a little bit of a step back, and that's sorely needed because really every team in that division has been on the ascension. And if they've taken a step back, it's it's literally just been a minuscule one, kind of like the Steelers, and it's been born out of a franchise player retiring like Ben Roethlisberger. But, like, the Browns have been on the ascension for the past four right. years. The Browns. Oh, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, have they a, were going. They have a, they they a playoff win. win. What are we talking about? Like six, seven years ago, they won one game yeah, in right. the middle of two in two seasons. years. Yeah. So, like, they are definitely on the ascension. The Ravens and the Bengals are perennially in the playoffs now, as the Steelers are perennially contending for the playoffs. It is more than welcome for me 
for a team out of those four to take a step back and maybe let's go like five and 12 or you know what I mean? Like maybe let's win four games this year. Like mm -hmm. it would be a welcome for everybody in that division. I think to have one team kind of fall back and who would have thought it would have been the Ravens. I think we all would have thought the Browns maybe slipped up because Deshaun just isn't good anymore and, and they're a horribly mismanaged franchise, but it looks like it's going to be the Ravens because they're going to lose their franchise quarterback. Yeah, I just when you look at the NFC or sorry the AFC North, then if Lamar doesn't return to Baltimore, do you put the Steelers as a number two team in that division? I'll tell you that the uh, pundits will put the Browns as the number two team in the division. They will. You, you know, yeah. I'm right about no, that. No, I mean Tom says that reassuringly because I was rolling my eyes at the, at the assumption that they but will. it's true they, they've been off yeah, season they darlings for a while will. now yeah they probably will um so the pundits will go Bengals, browns steelers ravens but i would go Bengals, steelers browns ravens if they lose lamar jackson i don't trust the browns obviously and i don't think lamar or i don't think deshaun's gonna be repeat that, that for me Bengals. i would go if he leaves yeah i would really the the very early prediction for 2023 i would go Bengals, steelers browns ravens browns ravens how i'd have the north because out. With the Ravens playing without him, assuming they get move forward with just uh, who are their backups and Antonio Bryant Huntley. and and Tyler right Huntley. Tyler Huntley, but like we've thing, seen how that team plays. Yeah, yeah but, they're not bad, but like think but about not this great. Way. Think about the psychology behind it. You're playing for your backup. You know you have a stud. So starter. you're saying you're playing like, like you're. The season's not over. There's not a hopelessness to it because you're trying to rally around this backup until your starter can come back. But if Huntley's your starter at the beginning of the season, there's like some hopelessness that starts to creep into mm -hmm. the, the like it doesn't get better. There's no let's play our asses off for five weeks and go three and two with Huntley and then Lamar comes back and we can, you know, start rolling. You know what I mean? It's we're stuck with Tyler Huntley. And I don't think that this guy's ceiling as a starter is more than like five or six wins on a season. So what's your point then? Are you saying they they rally around Huntley? If, no, if no, he's no. I'm saying like if you have like you because you were saying they've played well with Huntley before in the past couple of years, but that's because he's a backup and they're kind of rallying around him. If this year he was coming into the 2023 season as a starter, I don't know if you kind of have that like, yeah, let's rally the troops around this guy and let's elevate our game so that we can stay afloat in this race because our starter got hurt. I mean, he is your starter. Mm -hmm. It don't get much. There's no hope for it to get much better than that. So even though people will be like, oh, the Ravens made the playoffs last year with Huntley playing down the stretch and, and had a good game against the Bengals, I just don't think that that kind of play is sustainable if he's your starting quarterback. Mm. And that's why you have them at last. If Lamar were to leave. Yeah, yes. and Tom, I the only thing that's making me stop myself from saying it's a given to happening is – John Harbaugh's insistence that yeah, I'm I'm stoked to play with Lamar. I can't wait to play with Lamar. Our offense is Lamar, and that's our plan. What does like what does he really know something that we don't? No, he's probably just lying or trying to speak. Or just like in yeah. World. You can now listen to Steelers Nation Radio anywhere, anytime through your smart speaker. You just say, "Hey Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from my heart," and Alexa is going to take care of the rest. When we come back, we're going to continue our power ranking series. We're looking at edge pass rushers on this week's edition of Power Rankings. Edge rushers. So, like, power could be, like, rankings. one of, like, the four positions. Why don't you just tune in and find out? Yeah. That's on the way next on the Steelers Standard.